0: You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti. I'm the producer and host for today's show, which is being recorded on location during the ABA Mid-Year Meeting at the George R. Brown Convention Center in downtown Houston, Texas. Currently, I'm located across the street in the Hilton Americas Hotel, where I found a quiet spot overlooking the Toyota Center, which is home to the Houston Rockets. And joining me now is Miss Lori Nelson. She is the chair of the family law section of the ABA, and she's calling in from Salt Lake City, Utah. Welcome to the show, Lori.
1: Thank you so much. I'm pleased that I could help out and be here.
0: So before we get started, I wanted to ask you about your professional career, because the ABA is the benefactor of many volunteers who have a full-time job in addition to the work they do with the ABA. So where do you work and what do you do?
1: I work at a law firm in Salt Lake City called Jones Waldo Holbrook and McDonough. We affectionately refer to it as Jones Waldo. I practice family law there. I'm the head of the domestic practice group at the firm. I initially started out in a very, very small firm and then gradually worked up to a big firm. I've been practicing about 23 years, and I've done exclusively family law for my entire
0: career. Well, so now you're the chair of the family law section for the ABA, and I'm sure you've been involved with them for a while, but uh, why don't you share with our audience uh, the duties and responsibilities of a chair?
1: What the chair does, frankly, is lead the meetings, come up with policy, set agendas, In conjunction with staff plan the meetings we have two large CLE meetings a year one in the spring and one in the fall and then we also have a meeting at the ABA annual meeting each August so the chair plans those meetings again in conjunction with staff we have an excellent CLE planning meeting and we put on the best CLE you can get at these meetings so uh, we also set agenda. That um, section is involved in a lot of policy initiatives, a lot of policy actions, and we also work on some legislative initiatives if we have approval of the larger ABA. And that's what the chair does. Well,
0: that sounds pretty busy. So uh, I would imagine it's sort of like you have two full-time jobs, right?
1: Hmm. Exactly. It can be. It can be very busy at times. In fact, you find yourself answering a lot of emails late at night or early in the morning to. Get done, and it's interesting because all of us are from all over the country, so we're not all on the same time zone.
0: <laughs> well, that definitely adds a challenge to it. So, how many members would you say that the uh, family law section has?
1: The entire section, I think, probably has about 7,800 members, give or take. We also have associate members who are law students. Well, actually, they're actual members, but we have law students. We have some paralegals, other professionals have joined the section, psychologists, accountants have joined the section, Um, but we have about 7,800 lawyers.
0: Okay, okay. And then, uh, you know, what types of uh, programs and member benefits do you offer?
1: We do a re a lot of really really fun things in de- in addition to the CLE that we put on each fall and spring. And again, it's the best CLE you can get anywhere. We have three amazing publications well not we have two amazing publications. We have the Family Law Quarterly, which is a very theoretically based publication with authors from universities, law schools. It's our instructive. The Family Law Quarterly has been cited by courts as the authority on a subject. It's a very, very good publication. And then we also published The Family Advocate. And The Family Advocate is more practice-oriented. So the issue in December was on taxes and how you handle taxes in a family law case. We've had issues on relocation with children Every year we put out a client manual, which is a checklist, so you can give the client the entire advocate magazine, and they can take it and use it as a checklist as they navigate through their divorce. We also publish a number of very, very good books each year, and our books have ranged from a trial advocacy book to an adoption book to working with experts in the divorce. I mean, we even have a pet custody book.
0: Oh, wow. You know, that's, that's kind of a new one for me. So, but I guess, you know, in this day and age uh, you know, people get pets together. Uh, I mean, obviously not quite to the same degree that they have uh, kids together, but, uh, but that's interesting. So, uh, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a kind of a, a, a new concept for someone that's not in family law.
1: Right, I know. Yes, it it is an interesting concept The the law still tends to treat pets as property, but you, people think of pets as their children. So there's a there's a little cross over there in how we handle pets in some cases. So, yeah, I know. But so our books are really the um, the top of the top when it comes to family law topics. We also have one of our authors, Greg Herman, who is a past chair, who has taken – The hot tips put out by the section leadership and other members, hot tips that they've presented to the section and compiled those into a book that is one of the best reference manuals on family law you can get anywhere. So our publications are amazing. Again, we have our books. We have the family law quarterly, and then we have our advocate, family advocate.
0: Oh, fantastic. You know, one of the reasons we're putting on these interviews, uh, you know, to talk about or talk to the different uh, divisions and sections within the ABA um, is, you know, Lawyers, and, I, and I'm one of them. I, I'm a practicing attorney, and it, it admittedly, before we started covering ABA events, I didn't know what was out there. And so, you know, some of the groups, and I'm talking about the people that volunteer and want to become involved, not just the members, but you know, the people that are volunteering on a regular basis, and and some of the different uh, divisions and sections and the committees under those divisions and sections focus on you know developing leadership or or developing inclusion if if it's a matter of diversity. And so, kind of wanted to uh, talk about the family law section. You know, what is your focus? Are, are you a leadership? You want to share leadership, to, uh, develop leadership, or, or how, how is it that the uh, the members come to be involved at the volunteer level?
1: Oh, I'm pleased you would ask that question. So it's very easy beca- to become involved. The family law section has a number of substantive committees, and each one is a different area of law, adoption, alimony, child support custody. We have a trial practices and techniques. We have all kinds of different substantive committees and you can get in immediately and become involved in those committees. Each committee also has its own list serve. So they're very, very active. Our assisted reproductive technology committee has one of the most active list serves I've ever seen. That is committee has discussions every single day about a new and interesting development in the area of assisted reproductive technology. So it's very easy to become involved in one of those committees. As you become involved in the committee, you get to know leadership, and then you can move up through leadership that way. And then as you move up through leadership in the committees, people start putting you in other positions and giving you other roles and obligations of authority, and then you can move up through council. So then you you can run for council. We have at-large positions, and then we have positions which cover a region. And once you're elected on council and you come to our council meetings, then you move up through secretary, vice chair, chair, elect, and chair. But other than that, last year at our spring meeting, our immediate past chair, Scott Friedman, started a leadership training for section leaderships from the states, and we're going to continue that this May at our spring meeting, and we're going to have a separate, the day before the meeting starts, so Wednesday, the day before the meeting starts, we are going to have a leadership training, and we're inviting state leadership from the state family law sections to come to our meeting and have leadership training there. So we're trying to do a lot. Yeah, we're trying to do a lot with leadership because it helps in every aspect of your life and your practice.
0: No, I agree. I agree, definitely. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, now you're the chair of the family law section, so now you're on top. And so you've kind of worked your way through the different leadership roles within the section. So may I ask how long you've been involved with the family law section?
1: I have been involved with the family law section since I think 19, well, it probably was, would have been about 2000, 1999 or 2000, around there.
0: So, Lori, uh, what kind of benefits and uh, new programs can we expect in 2015, 2016?
1: We're doing a lot of really interesting things this year, so right now we're sending out the brochures for our spring meeting, which is going to be in Carlsbad, California, May 6 through 9. It's going to be a very dynamic meeting. Not only are we having a lot of continuing legal education hours. For our regular family law section, we're also having a full slate of continuing legal education hours for our assisted reproductive technology people. So we're going to have 12 hours for our regular family law people and 12 hours for our assisted reproductive technology people. So it's going to be a very big meeting. The assisted reproductive technology group is bringing in people from all over the world to talk about assisted reproductive technology in their countries and the intersection and laws between their countries and the United States and other things. So that's going to be a very, very interesting meeting. Also, uh, our fall meeting, Greg Ortiz will be the chair. He gets sworn in as chair in August. His fall meeting is going to be in Portland, Oregon, and it's going to be a really good meeting. And then his spring meeting is going to be in the Bahamas, which will be wonderful. The best thing you can do after a hard winter is go to the Bahamas. So other than that, we're working a lot, of number, a number of projects. We put on webinars where people can get CLE from their desk, and the webinars are um, top quality programming. They're very, very good. We're looking at putting on webinars. Webinars are easier to put on than our meetings, so you can um, put on hot topics, So when a hot topic flashes across the news, we can put together a webinar and get it up fairly quickly. And we're trying to do that right now with the webinar based upon the new technology coming out of Britain with changing embryos so you don't pass on genetic diseases. Also... One of our very important projects this year, and that's being worked on by Scott Scott Friedman, who is the liaison to to this group from the family law section, is a working group on unaccompanied minors. As you've probably seen in the news, there's been a huge problem with unaccompanied minors coming across the borders, and these little kids then come across the border, they don't speak English. They don't know where their family is. They're coming across alone, and they get stuck in a system alone, without advocacy, without help, without an interpreter. So the ABA has put together this working group for unaccompanied minors, and it's one of President Hubbard's signature projects this year. President Hubbard is this year's president of the ABA. And so we are working on that and working with, the working group on unaccompanied minors to find pro bono attorneys to help out, put together a toolkit for these attorneys who, so they can come in and help out these minors in these cases, focus on the States where there's a high number of unaccompanied minors coming through. And you would be surprised by the States. Texas is an obvious state. Florida is an obvious state, but interestingly there are a number of States in the Northeast where there's a high population of unaccompanied minors, somehow they get across the border and get to those states and then get stuck in the program. So that project is one of the huge things we're doing. And I think it's important, and you've noted it a number of times, these are all volunteers working on this project. And these are volunteers trying to find pro bono attorneys who are other volunteers to devote hours and hours to helping these children. So... That's one of our large projects, and Scott Friedman is doing a tremendous job on that working group, and the family law section is helping out by by donating time, having our attorneys trained to represent these children, and we've also given a donation to the working group so we can get put together a website and the toolkit to help the lawyers get in place.
0: Well, that sounds great. I just, you know, that's. I think that's my, my biggest takeaway from from coming to the ABA mid-year meeting is just the the quality of programs that are coming from people who volunteer their time. So, I mean, it sounds like after talking with you that the uh, family law section is very good for someone's career if they're in family law. Would you agree with that?
1: I think that being a member of the family law section does more for your career than anything else because You get exposure to a lot of areas of law. Family law tends to be very state-specific, but the solutions don't necessarily have to be state-specific. So you get to know people from all over the country. You get to see how they're solving the problems in family law. You get to meet these people and develop friendships. Some of my very best friends in the entire world are members of the family law section that I've met because I've been going to the meetings. So it broadens your perspective. It increases your knowledge base. It's, you make friendships. It's really an amazing place to donate volunteer hours and to participate.
0: Well, I think that's a great place to leave it as we're running out of time for our program. I want to thank Ms. Lori Nelson for joining us today. Thank you so
1: much. It's been a pleasure.
0: And if our listeners have questions or wish to follow up with you about uh, more information on the family law section, how can they find you?
1: If they want to find me, I'm at Jones Waldo. My email is L N E L S O N at Jones JonesWaldo.com, J O N E S W A L D O.com. And I'm there every day working away unless I'm at an ABA meeting.
0: Well, this has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Until next time, thank you for listening.